Thanks for joining me for another episode of Business and Legal Q&A Live. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today we are going to be answering a question that was submitted via our website, utlradio.com, and it's a very good question. It was submitted by Anita, and she wants to know, in essence, if someone has a disability and is representing themselves, do they get any special accommodations with respect to time frames or responses? And we're going to be answering her question in just a moment. But before I do, I want to thank today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by OneSEOCompany.com. They are a law firm-specific marketing company. They handle everything soup to nuts that a lawyer or law firm might need in order to get themselves number one ranking on Google, to build up their online presence, and ultimately to convert website visitors into clients. Now, I can tell you firsthand that as an attorney, it's extremely difficult to figure out the way, the special way to market your practice to clients and to take website visitors and convert them. Because unlike other businesses where maybe you're selling a product and your customer is going to walk away with a tangible item, something that they can feel or or have or use, it's different with lawyers because a lot of times what clients pay for is a lawyer's information or advice. And that is sometimes difficult to market. And so OneSEOCompany.com can help lawyers you know, at any level, whether you're a solo practitioner, whether you're a mid-sized firm or a large firm, build up that online presence, and they do all of the legwork for you. It is reasonably priced, it is effective, and they're one of the top companies out there today helping lawyers successfully market their practice. You know, and I say successfully intentionally because I'm often asked by, by lawyers, especially lawyers who have been practicing for a long time, you know, they say to me, I don't understand. I am on Facebook. I have a Twitter account. I have a website, but I'm nowhere near the first page on Google. I'm somewhere in the like 17th page. And a lot of younger lawyers who don't have the same experience that I do, they're on the first page. How does that happen? And I try to explain to them some of the nuances concerning SEO, search engine optimization. But it's very difficult while you're practicing law to try to figure all that out. That's where OneSEOCompany.com can come in. Hi, I'm Will, and I want to invite you to try out One SEO Company. Want to dramatically improve your online reputation with Google, Yahoo, and Bing? Or maybe have us redesign your website and increase your online rank and put you on the first page of these powerful search engines. We have a successful track record of 10 years of internet marketing with lawyers. We offer a 100% success guarantee as well as page one Google rankings. Give us a call for a free consultation and speak directly with our SEO expert and CEO directly at 972-437-8942. 
All right, if you'd like to learn more about one SEO company or give them a try or call them and ask them some information, you can visit them online at oneseocompany.com or you can give them a call at 972-437-8942. I'd like to thank them for sponsoring today's show, and there will be links in the show notes to their website in case you'd like more information. All right. Now, for those of you who have been following the show or are fans of the show, you'll know that over the last few weeks, I've been talking about the new utlradio.com. And one of the features on the new website is a tab where you can ask your question right from your computer and it's recorded and sent to us here at the studio. And uh, we have one of those questions today. So I'm going to be able to play Anita's question the message that she left for us, and then we'll go in and we'll answer it. So I first want to thank Anita for using the website, using the new page, the Ask Your Question page, and for submitting your question. I'm going to do my best to answer it for you, and of course you'll receive a free UTL radio mug. So let's take a listen to Anita's question. Yes, um, this is Anita again calling from Arizona, and I'm trying to record the last segment of a, a couple of questions I presented prior and this one was the last one that got cut off so I'm going to try to be as brief as possible but essentially my question was if a person is disabled and has health conditions such as myself and is filing a action pro se does the court allow a reasonable time frame for individuals such as myself to provide responses and submissions that vary from the um, specific original time frame for individuals and attorneys who are able-bodied and not disabled. So I'm wondering, um, do they just stick by the, you know, the, the specific date factor that you have to have things in by this date or that date? If you can, please give me some information on that. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Anita, um, it's a very good question and one that I think a lot of people don't know who to ask or are afraid to ask, you know, especially if you are dealing with an adversary on the other side, you know, you're pro se um, and they have an attorney, that attorney's not going to offer you information about how to make your life easier or how the courts may accommodate you. So let's start at the beginning, okay? Anita is pro se, meaning she's representing herself. Most states have some function when you're going to be filing your initial paperwork of alerting the court that you may need special accommodations. Now, in New Jersey, for example, if I'm going to file a complaint, I must file it along with a case information statement. And this is very similar to the federal court system as well. And on that case information statement, there is a little checkbox that says check this if you are disabled and may need or may require special accommodation. So the first thing you should do if you have special situations or a special need, you would want to make sure that whatever you're submitting to the court, if there is a function in your court system or a document where you can, like in New Jersey, check off that checkbox and alert the court that you may need accommodations, do that, okay? Because that at least puts the court on notice. Now, more specifically, to answer Anita's question, we have to look at what she is looking to expand from a time frame purpose. 
So motions, discovery demands, discovery responses, subpoena responses, all of these procedural discovery devices are governed by your state's court rules. And you might have 30 days to respond to discovery demands under your court rules. Maybe you have 45, maybe you have 60. It all depends and it varies from state to state. So if you're representing yourself pro se, obviously the first thing you need to do is you need to know what the time frames are. Now, maybe it's going to be difficult for you to respond to a particular demand because of a disability. You know, um, I have been in cases with people who actually had no arms and they were representing themselves and it was very difficult for them to properly um, format discovery responses, to type them. They had to use voice recognition software and it took them more time. And simply what they did was alert the court and the other party at the beginning, listen, I have a disability, here's what it is. Um, you know, I, I might need more time to respond to discovery. And with respect to written discovery, most courts and attorneys will accommodate any sort of extension that you might need. Okay, but you have to tell them, and it's always best to tell them in writing. That way you have something to fall back on in the event that maybe your adversary isn't playing nice and files a motion to dismiss your complaint because you didn't comply with something in a particular time frame. Now, in general, not talking about necessarily discovery responses, in general, courts are lenient, but there are certain time frames in court rules that cannot be expanded. I'll give you an example. In New Jersey civil cases, certain cases are sent to mandatory non-binding arbitration, meaning at the conclusion of discovery, you and your adversaries sit before an attorney who is appointed by the court as an arbitrator. And it's non-binding, so it's, it's unique because most arbitrations are binding, but in this particular situation, the New Jersey state courts have instituted a non-binding arbitration program, okay? But that's not important. What is important is that after you have that arbitration and the arbitrator issues his ruling, if you don't, within a set period of time, file a particular piece of paper, it's called the trial de novo. If you don't file that within the, I think it's 30 days, from the date of the award or the decision by the arbitrator, you are stuck with whatever that arbitrator awarded. And they, the courts are not lenient at all, regardless of your situation, regardless if you have a disability. Generally speaking, that is a hard and fast rule. And they make it 30 days because they reason that even someone with a disability will be able, within that 30-day time period, to make some sort of arrangements to have a trial de novo filed. So the general answer to your question, Anita, is that courts and attorneys may be accommodating on discovery responses, demands, when you're serving papers, when you're trying to get evidence together. And you just have to alert them to the fact that you may need extra time. They're not going to 
you know, violate your due process rights. They're going to want to litigate your case on the merits, and they're going to want to give you that opportunity to get things done. But there are certain things that I know courts generally do not expand. And that sort of thing might be, like I said, the non-binding arbitration that New Jersey has, for example. Uh, Your state might have something different, and you have to find that out right from the beginning. Don't just sort of rest on the fact that you have a disability and that they you know, will accommodate you once you notify them. Do your homework and find out what the deadlines are. And if you know that there's a particular deadline, like let's say, for example, that your adversary files a motion for summary judgment or a motion to dismiss your case, and you know that you've got uh, you know, 15 days or 25 days or 30 days to file opposition um, to that motion. If you know that you are not going to be able to do it in time, you should immediately notify the court, notify your adversary, request that that motion date be pushed back so that you have an opportunity to respond. So in summary, I think that courts are generally accommodating. I think that adversaries, depending upon who you get, because some lawyers are just jerks, um, adversaries are typically accommodating. And nobody wants to take advantage, at least nobody with uh, any sort of decency or morals would want to take advantage of somebody who has a disability and beat them simply on procedural grounds. You know, it's always better to litigate cases on the merits. I think the courts throughout the country feel that way as well. And so you're going to get some accommodations by the court so long as you notify them. There are a few things that are hard and fast that you must adhere to. And in order to figure out what they are, you need to do your homework and look at the court rules and look at the deadlines. And, you know, to the extent that you can fit your responses and and whatever it is that you're doing within those timelines that are set by the court, I want to just give you a piece of advice. I think that judges look favorably upon people who have disabilities and comply with the time periods. I think it says a lot about you. I think it says that you're serious, that you've done your homework, and that you're not just looking for someone to expand time frames for you. I know, and I'm not saying that that anyone out there with a disability does this, I know that it's difficult. And I know that it can be very challenging even for an able-bodied attorney to comply with some of the court's time frames and deadlines. I know that for a fact. But what I'm saying to you is that to win over a judge, sometimes it takes something as simple as really knowing the rule and trying to get yourself together in the time frame because it speaks volumes about you. And I think that, especially being pro se, when a judge sees that you are making an effort to comply and, and they realize that you have this, this uh, disorder or disability, I think that, that in their minds they say, wow, this is somebody who's really trying their hardest. And I think that they'll be a little more lenient with you with certain things, especially if it's a pro se um, client or a pro se individual during a trial. You know, maybe you don't know procedurally what to do. And I think a judge would tend to be more lenient with you if throughout the early stages in the case, you showed that you were really trying to comply with the court rules. So I hope that answers your question. Um, Obviously, there's no black and white 
It, it really comes down to knowing which things cannot be adjusted uh, and which things can be. But in general, I think courts and most attorneys are accommodating. You just have to identify what your issue is and let people know immediately that you might need more time and I think that you'll be okay. Anita, I want to thank you again for submitting your question. I hope that this answers your question. Uh, thank you for using utlradio.com. And uh, you know, we'll be sending you out a UTL Radio mug in the next few days. If you have any follow-up questions, I invite you to contact me directly or go back through uh, the website. And I'd be happy to expand upon it. I think your question was great because I think that your question is a question that so many people have, but they don't know who to ask. And, and I hope that I did a good enough job answering this question for you today. I want to thank you for uh, following the show, for visiting utlradio.com, for all of the subscribers, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. Thank you. Um, I can't say enough about the fans of this program, and I hope that... You guys out there are getting so much information and learning about uh, being a successful entrepreneur, how to handle yourself in certain business situations, and learning a little bit about the law, how to represent yourself, and how to handle certain situations. So I want to thank you so much for all of your support. And uh, you know, stay tuned because we have so many great shows coming up. The website, utlradio.com, is always evolving we have a lot of new giveaways coming up and just a lot of exciting things happening in the next few months. So stay tuned. Thank you all again. And remember that there's power in understanding the law.